Mark must have T-Mobile or something. <laughs> Live. Hey, thank you. Uh, so good evening, everyone. This is Rich James and welcome to another edition of Living a Rich Life. Um, today, we have a special panel discussion surrounding some uncomfortable conversations. Um, and I'm gonna introduce the pa panel, uh, but I just kind of want to let you know here at Living a Rich Life Network, we intend to inform, inspire, and remind each other of the importance of living a rich life. Um, and we do it through some principles that I make sure my guests amplify, and that's good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, and extraordinary experiences. And as I mentioned, today's show, we are looking to have some uncomfortable conversations. And to help me do that, I have um, four guests, and hopefully the fourth one will jump in. But with that being said, as I like to say, let's talk about it. Uh, so my panel uh, guest today, my first panel member, serves the sexual and gender minority community through his ministry with the community of St. Benedict. He is an old Catholic priest and advocate living in Baltimore City. Please welcome Brother Merrick Moses. Peace, y'all. Peace. Hey, what's up? My next panel panelist um, is a, a good friend of mine, and you might have seen him on Living a Rich Life talk show um, last season. This panel member started out as a volunteer mentor to young boys. He has over 10 years of professional experience working as a youth advocate. He is known for developing, and let me say this again, he is known for developing one of the best programs when it comes to educating our youth in the nation, um, the GROW program, where the goal is to break the cycle of intergenerational incarceration and poverty and help young boys grow to the best version of themselves. And I can go on and on, but please welcome Mr. Dawi Sewell. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Um, our, our final panelist um, is a loving and caring wife of four children. She is a graduate of John Jay Criminal College of uh, John Jay College of Criminal Justice and a lifelong activist. Her mandate is to spend some, save some, invest some. Okay. Laugh and love. And she retired at the age of 49. She has been retired for the last 23 years from the New York City Department of Correction with the rank of captain. Please welcome Captain Mrs. Darnell Bodie. Salute, salute, salute. Well, welcome, welcome. And, um, thank, thank you all for, for joining. Again, we're going to have some uncomfortable conversations um, just surrounding where we are in this time of the world. And I think um, hopefully for those that are watching and listening, we'll kind of take something from it. They'll be inspired to actually do something to make a change. Because um, when we talk about race, politics, which is the topics we're going to focus on uh, this evening, um, it's, it's going to be really good to hear your perspective. Uh, just to, to lay out the rules of engagement, um, we're going to all be respectful to each other, whether we agree or disagree. I will ask some questions 
and you, um, you know, I will direct them to, you know, who I would like to ask answer first, and then we'll go in that order. Sounds like a plan? Absolutely. All right, good deal. Um, so first and foremost, we're, we're talking about racism, we're talking about equality, and we're talking about politics. Um, and what I would like to do, let's start with the current state of white slash black community. Um, in your opinion, where are we as a whole, and do you feel we can be unified at this time? And I would like to start with uh, Captain Bodie, if you would please uh, start us off with responding to that question. Where are we as a whole, and do you feel we can be unified at this time in the current state of the white black community? Well, I'm hoping that, because this conversation has been going on for a long, long time, I'm hoping that the potential is there for much more action to take place um, in terms of like what happened with Floyd and I'm here in Virginia and I have never, I was telling my husband looking on the TV, I was like, you know something? Look at all these white folks out here. But you haven't really seen that part before. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that I think maybe they are seeing what we've been feeling for a long, long time. And then some of them are coming out and saying like, you know, silence is, is non-compliance non and stuff like that. And then people seem like they really want to try to understand, really see us for a change, understand the stuff that we've been going through for forever. So hopefully something, more actions will take place. Now, last night, they had some people that have been going downtown and protesting, whatever. So this morning when I woke up, my thing was like, I hope everybody that was out there, I hope they all went and voted yesterday. We had our primary. Uh, okay. Make That's an important piece. It's yes, good to yes. go out there and protest. It's good to go out there and get involved. You know, I, I ain't gonna talk about the statutes. Right. So, so, Captain so, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so, Bodie, I think that's a, that's a good, good, good piece there. Um, Brother Merrick, can you um, answer that question? In your opinion, the current state of white black community um, as a whole, and do you feel that we can be unified at this time? I think I, ha I have hope in the youth that the youth that are out there are becoming more unified. Um, I think as the demographics get older, it gets a little bit harder, um, but I'm hopeful that the youth are leading the way. And I think that in order to unify, people will have to give up their power. And mainly um, people who identify as white will have to give up their power. And we know power concedes nothing without the demand. So said Frederick Douglass. So what I'm looking at is that white people have to do the work in their own communities around racism. As uh, black sexual and gender minorities do the work in the black community regarding gender and sexuality, White folks really have to do the work um, in their own communities around racism. White people can solve racism. Okay. It, it is their creation and they, mm. you know, they need to solve it. Of course, we will be there, but they really need to educate themselves. Okay. And uh, Dawi, same question. Your yeah. Where we are as a whole and do you feel we can be unified? Yeah, yeah. First off, thanks for having me on the show again, Rich. I want to salute um, Merrick. I think it was, am I saying your name right, Merrick? Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salute. I think he was dead, <laughs> dead on. Um, so when we're talking about um, these challenges of, of racism and society, um, the people that are responsible for the challenges and have the power. So, so when you talk about racist or racism, um, you're talking about a system, you're talking about a power structure. And, um, you know, uh, black people just don't have the power to um, change the lives of, of white folk. Um, we just don't. I mean, we can be angry at somebody and punch somebody or physically, we, but that's an individual thing. Um, in terms of systemically, um, you know, white people or Europeans um, have created systems to systematically uh, um, change our lives, affect our lives, make sure we stay at the bottom of this economic caste system called capitalism. So, Merrick, you're dead on, brother. And um, uh, yeah, so that's a, that's the that's that's what I actually want to add to that. Yes, I do want to add to that. I also want to say that um, we can't always focus on others, man. Every time we talk about like this country, we always want to make sure we're accepted or make sure we're accepting others. Mm -hmm. No, we need to worry about ourselves. We need to nation build. We need to um, because no nation is a nation without um, first um, the first level, um, which is economics. Our, our second class citizenship is largely associated with economics. We don't have anything. We spend a trillion dollars to make everybody rich but us. So we need to build up our economics, support our businesses, make sure our businesses are strong, because that was uh, the, the glue that held uh, Black Wall Street together. And um, we need to mirror that type of um, nation building. Okay. Um, now, can uh, I jump in, though? Yeah. Can I absolutely. But before you do that, Captain Bodie, I just want to take a quick time to uh, our fourth panelist um, was okay. able to get in. So we're going to do introduce him right quick and then um, be free to um, respond. Um, so our, our, our panelist that's just joining us now, um, he is originally from Chicago, um, living in the Baltimore area. He started a 501c3 nonprofit organization named Skyline Foundation in January 2016. Uh, Skyline Foundation is known for the Feed the Homeless charity in Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, every third weekend each month and looking to start in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, their mission is to feed 52 cities in 52 weeks. Please welcome Mr. Mark Gray. So welcome, Mark. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? Okay. And we're, we're gonna get started. So um, please, yeah. Captain Bodie, your, your response to- No, that's fine. So you can let him ask the question now and I'll just, I'll go. Can you hear us gonna we're going to go to another one, but I want I want you to respond to the uh, additional what that we said. No, Captain Bodie. Oh, I was basically I just was I want I'm listening to everyone, and I and I do agree that white folks do need to educate themselves. But if you've been feeling the way you've been feeling, how are you going to change if you don't have the information? that you need to change, especially when you think what you're doing is okay and fine already. I find a lot of times when I go places or do things that preconception is there about what we're all about. So I, I like to feel that by the time I get finished talking to some folks that they go away like, oh wow, excuse me. You know, and I don't think that I don't think anybody's gonna just self-educate unless if that's the sense that the guy's leaning in in terms of, you know you've been doing what you've been doing forever, and if you think it's right, then you're going to keep on doing that. So right. I think, you know. No, if I could interject for one second, yeah. um, 
if I could interject for one second. Um, yeah. Um, it, 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 so when we come to the table, um, there's several there's several um, uh, national discussions that have been had. Um, so we're talking about people that are sitting on panels. We're talking about national leaders. We're talking about um, uh, uh, legislative writers, the people that supposedly in positions of power who are talking about trying to figure out um, the solutions. So those individuals need to be educated and about the true history of this country. Police officers need to be educated about the true okay. dynamic of the structure okay. of, uh, that they're a part of. Uh, so they need to be educated truly. As a matter of fact, hey, Rich, at, some point, I'm a, yeah, at some point, I'm going to screenshot this message I got today, literally on my way here. Rich, I got to send it to you. Do message me instead, man. Um, I don't want to you know, come off weird or whatever, but listen, man, I want to I wanna be educated, man. He said, um, I, I, I acknowledge that I have been a racist and um, how do I move forward with growth or something like that? I, I, I want to paraphrase. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a lot of discussion I'm going to have with him sitting on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's, he followed me on, on, on social media. A couple of years ago, I had a couple messages from some, some, some guys like that. And uh, we, we had five year friendships, but it's take that much time to learn who you mm-hmm. actually are and your mm-hmm. actual history. Um, okay. And I'm the one who give it to him. I give yeah. it to him. And that, and, that, and that makes sense. I think, I think, you know, when you think we say anything, I think we talk about uncomfortable conversations. I think you're, you're each and everyone kind of touched on a few things. Um, and I will say, because again, it's a learned behavior just from what you learn as well. And I think it's key to say that the youth probably um, are going to be the ones that change that. I think one of the things I've seen before where the parents are saying things racist that the students or the, the, the child is saying that's, yeah. that's inappropriate. So that's definitely some some good comments there. I want to move on to the next question, which kind of circulates some of the police killings that come that have occurred recently and have been going on for a while. So, how has the current deaths of Rashard Brooks, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor, and countless others affected you? And what did that untimely demise inspire within you to do for change? And I want to direct that um, uh, Mark to if you can answer that question, kick it off for us. Yeah, you're on mute, Mark. You're on mute. It works better when you turn off mute. <laughs> oh. There you go. There we go. Happens all the time. Money back. Money and probably laughing at me. Um. I got start with me. Um. It's it's first and foremost is sad because at the end of the day I don't I don't care if you're a good person or if you're a criminal at the end of the day no one deserves to die no one deserves to, to die a horrible death um it, it's aggravating because at the end of the day it, it don't matter if you're white black green blue yellow human life is human life and Cops have been getting away with this for far too long. Now, I'm going to do my best, Rich, because I love you to death. I'm going to do my best to watch my mouth and watch my language. But, you know, it's, it's, these are trying times. And, you know, I've been, I've been saying it since, since the whole, since all this really hit the service with Trayvon Martin. Everything that's going on in this country is going to get a whole lot worse before it gets a whole yeah. lot better. 
And let's yeah. and let's be real. Let's be real. Until you start holding people in general accountable for their actions, nothing is going to change. Why? Let me ask. Let me let me ask the panel. Let me ask the panel. Let me ask the viewers. Because I have a heard, I deserve to be surrounded by law enforcement, MBWI Airport. Never got on or off a train, never got on or off an airplane. So why are you stopping me? First and foremost, know your rights, because unless you've committed a crime, they cannot legally stop you at right, all. Right. So I, I, so I guess, the, and, and, and your point is knowing your rights is one of the things, again, just kind of inspired you make sure folks know their rights. And that, that we are, I see you had a comment regarding, again, the current deaths, and again, this has been a long time happening. I mean, what has inspired you within to, to make a change? What are you going to do? What do you feel you can do? Are we? Um, oh yeah, no, I, I, I hear the question. It's talking about people. I'm gonna I'm 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 talk to my son and I'm gonna have conversations frequently because my child is a black boy. My child is 18. And, you know, a lot of this, he might go to his uncles versus me, or he might come to me before he goes to them. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking because he hasn't really. That's one thing I will give my son. My son don't watch a whole lot of TV. My son's too busy playing video games. Um, but I mean, he's, he's asked questions and, and, you know, even 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 at 18, you don't understand what's going on, and you don't understand why it's happening. Look, I was I was I went to Mead High School, graduated '92, and what high school was all over the news? Not a not a not a school in Baltimore, a school on Fort Meade, and the military police handed the authority over to Anne Arundel County Police because they didn't know how to deal with racial divide within the community. And I say that because the, the, the whole thing that happened with, uh, with the police beating of, of Rodney King, the cops getting off, and our school had a lot of racial, racial violence, a lot of racial violence. It didn't matter if you're male, female. The, the, the fact remains, your skin color is not the right skin color, so we don't like you. Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the only thing I can honestly think that I can do different is just have those conversations more frequent with, frequent with my son and um, I don't know. Okay, well, now we'll, 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 we'll take that as something to think about. Dawi, what, from, from your perspective, like, again, Rashad Brooks, now, which is the latest, the George Floyd, and, and, and can't forget Breonna Taylor. What, what from you know those untimely deaths has inspired you to, to to do for a change? Yeah, I was saying that. Um, so you just mentioned some some um, um, newer tragic situations that happen, but it's every day. It's, it's new names that you can drop, um, and it's going to keep happening. Uh, so first off, um, it's it's painful. Um, you know, um, I still I still deal with it in my private space, you know, even to the point where sometimes I shed tears. I stay away from, I stay away from a lot of the videos and the um, outrage videos and all of that stuff. I don't watch that stuff. But to answer your question, I've been activated for a long time, man, 10 years. So, um, th so 
people that follow me and has been hearing my message about um, black uh, economics, uh, black economics, uh, uniting uh, our dollars, um, supporting our businesses, um, grow program spawned out of pain. You know what I mean? So 10, 12 years ago, I used to march and get emotional. But after that, then what? We have to we have to be action. And I've been activated for over 10 years, creating solutions, not waiting on uh, government grants, not waiting on support from anybody. I'm an entrepreneur. So I make it happen. So I get with businesses. I got 7,000 followers. That's what I call social equity. I tap into that social equity and I program, right? And I change lives. You already know, Rich, I got boys that's 25, 27. They literally working for some of my companies or some of my partners' companies and they not banging guns and doing things in the streets no more because we changing lives. We creating solutions. So the pain that people are feeling right now and all of the outrage, outrage that's on social media and they saying support black business and all that. I'm so happy because I've been preaching that for 10 years. You know what I mean? Um, now, once they go through the emotional phase, hopefully they move to the action phase and start um, applying that. So to answer your question, um, I am hurt like everyone else in this country over the deaths that, uh, you know, George Floyd and everyone else that you mentioned uh, and, and the names that you didn't mention. But we've always been hurt. 400 years of being hurt and being emotional and then wanting to hug the police that's killing us. And then when we got to be done with that, man, we got to be done with that. We got to be about nation building and action. Okay. Okay. Captain Bodie, uh, Brother Merrick, did you want to respond to that question? I think what he said that was very eloquently said, and I have been on this earth for 71 years, long, 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 long time. I'm not as active right now as I was. But for me, it's important to start out when my kids were small. I talked about demeanor. When you're out there in the street and then you got a, what I call lifestyle, you have to know how to navigate the system, plus being working for correction and stuff. If somebody comes and say something to you, if you can, demeanor is everything. You come, sure. I'll go wherever and blow up the spot. Sure. And you don't need to have no dialogue back and forth. It's sure. really for black men out here in the United States of America, because we've been racist for a long, long time, still racist, and yeah. there's a whole lot of other stuff that still needs to be done. But I mean, like what you just said, I can. your words are my words. Okay. And I've been living a particular lifestyle from the very beginning, because my mother taught us that we are kings and queens. Absolutely. That's another thing too, the propaganda. I tell people all the time, if you want to sit up there, if we were so stupid and so dumb we couldn't learn, why was it against the Lord to teach us how to read? If we could, if we couldn't know, if we didn't know, if we, could, we didn't have no brains, then you exactly. would the propaganda. Oh, we don't have the right body to be a uh, ballerina. We can't do this. We can't do. But every activity that Black folks become a part of, we excel. So you have to not believe the propaganda. Teach your children that they are kings and queens. Teach your children that it's not cool to tell people when they're trying to be educated, why are you acting like you white, which is like the dumbest statement I ever heard in the whole world. And like you said, action. You have to take action. Action speak louder than words. All of this stuff that's going on now and everything that we're doing, we done been there, done that. Action speak louder than words. I tell my children, I tell everybody that all the time. Because you can say whatever you want to say, but what are you doing? Yeah. If you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to keep on getting what you're getting. 
I didn't mean to get excited, but I'm you getting me excited, brother. Let's go to the let's go to the next question. Uh, and I, I'm gonna pose this to uh, I, I like uh, Brother Merrick to answer first. Um, so what do you think is necessary versus unnecessary when it comes to the treatment of black people by the police? Well, there's a couple of fronts that need to happen. We, we, particularly in Maryland, right, we have something called the Law Officers Bill of Rights, which gives police extraordinary powers in terms of what happens when they have an incident where someone is killed, where they have to talk and things of that nature. Those things need to be dismantled because what they do, again, they give the police extraordinary rights, extra rights, more than, when, than, than all of us here have, right? Um, I think that another thing that we need to do is we need to get a handle of the situations of intercommunity violence in our community because once we get a handle on that, then that stops the, then we won't need a police because we've learned how to squash the beef. So we need to look at ways that we can get particularly young kids who are out here. We need to find ways for them to be not just gainfully employed, but to learn a skill. Not everybody's going to go to college. And so uh, like the brother Dawi, he has programs like that, replicating programs like that for uh, all black children, black boys, black girls, black trans kids, black queer kids. Because what's happening now is that, that there's a sense of hopelessness among some of our youth. And so they're acting out on that. And so we need to do that. And, all, and lastly, but it's not in the least, we need an economic recovery plan for black America. They have 401 year star on wealth building here. And so what we need is a Marshall plan for our community straight up and down. If they can bail out Wall Street, they owe black America. They need to pay us. And I'm not just talking about monitor everybody get a check. I'm talking about free healthcare. I'm talking about free education from K through graduate level. I'm talking about um, um, thriving business grants for black businesses. We need a whole infrastructure. We need a 21st century uh, black Wall Street throughout America. Yeah, and I wanna say here, cause black African-Americans, black people are one of the races that have never really uh, got those reparations, so to speak. Almost other ethnicities, um, other communities actually have seen that. However, the black community still has not seen that for, for whatever reason. Um, okay, uh, Mark, what, what do you think is necessary versus unnecessary when it comes to the treatment of black people by the police? As a, so as a, as a white man, have you, have you experienced um, having to deal with word, authority? Say word. Say what? Caucasian. I'll say we. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. What did you say? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Too much in my blood. I'm lighting, baby. Um, I, 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 think, I think education is the number one thing that needs to be retaught to the police. Um, do I think we need to take money from the police? No. Yes. No. Um, but I think we need the police. Yes, I'd rather have the police because you have some in the whole town of versus 
it being the wild, wild west out here. And I mean, really, do we do we really want everyone to have a gun on them when you're walking down the street? Look, I'm 47 years old. Oh, no, I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> Look, I'm 47 lie. years old. I've never carried a gun. Knock on wood. Knock on it again. I've never had a gun pulled on me. Am I going to go get a gun? Nope. Because if I get a gun, I'm going to carry a gun because I know my attitude. I'm from Southside Chicago. I don't care. I don't. But 18 years ago, my son changed all that. So I had to start living my life differently and more responsibly for him. Um, I had to transform my life to benefit him. Heaven forbid something ever happens to me. We ain't going to be here forever. Um, do I agree with everything going on with the statues? 100%. Do I agree with the candy and the food products that are changing names and, and remarketing it? 100%. Um, does it make sense? Again, it's a 50-50. It depends on who you talk to and how their day is going at that time. And you're, you're going to get a different answer all the time. Look, that stuff's been around 80, 90, 100, 150 years. Is it right? No, it ain't at all. If it's linked to slavery, then yes, I agree. Change it. Because that was then. It ain't today. Do I agree with, I don't remember what city it is, but there's supposedly there's, there's, a, there's a panel that's trying to get a city to change their state flag up. If it's linked to racism, change it. Because, again, that was in the past. Now, yes, I understand all these people that represent in statues that are linked to racism and, and slavery. I get it. It's a part of history. Put them things where it ain't going to fit nobody and keep that history and its legacy afloat of however you choose, but not where it's at. You sit here and say Spanish people cry river, black people cry river. You got a guy named Christopher Columbus that has his own holiday and he ain't do nothing. I mean, come on now, let's get real. What did Christopher Columbus do besides nothing? What did he do? Rape a lot of people, murder, murder people. So a country that he in history, Christopher That's Columbus did not discover America. Another right. sailor did. Right, right. Oh my goodness. Uh, that Knowledge you is that? power, yo. Knowledge is power, and 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 That's you right. gotta reeducate law enforcement on how to enforce laws. Right. Um, figuratively speaking, from 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 town to town to state, from city to city. Because let's be real. Every city, town, county, state has different laws for that particular area. I don't look, this is the United States of America. Why is there different rules and regulations for different A's, D's, and C's? We're going to talk about that when we, when we get into the politics of things. We're going to talk about that. Dawi, did you want to respond to that question um, surrounding? versus the necessary versus unnecessary police. I, I do have one in particular I, I wanna 
I want you to lead off with. Uh, so we're talking about we're talking about police, and can, can you get that to me one more time? So what what do you think is necessary versus unnecessary when it comes to the treatment of black people by the police? Right. So I'm being pulled over. Uh, that same behavior, if I was a white individual, doesn't seem to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. So so this is what I'm probably going to be um, doing with a lot of these questions, um, because I believe that uh, a lot of the solutions to these issues lies with us. But if we keep thinking that it lies with um, Europeans, like they're, they, they're the end all be all, we're going to keep dealing with the th same things we've been dealing with for 400 years. Um, we didn't do anything to make them hate us. We can't do anything to make them like us. And that's even with the police. They have a, a certain view of us um, um, based on their generational um, ideas and ideals. So that's going to continue to happen. Uh, what This is what I want to say. I want to say that, um, again, our second-class citizenship is largely associated with economics. So let's Let's look at a community just so I can use an example and not go so far and so deep that I'm going off, that I seem to be going off track. If you look at um, the Jewish community, I've lived off of Smith Avenue for a lot of years. And in the Jewish community, uh, they, um, they're tight knit. As a matter of fact, they have their own um, uh, ambulances and they have um, a lot of policing that's happening in my community um, that I lived at for years. Um, and if, and, and, and since their, since their power base in terms of their economics is so in place, because again, when I talk about the house, I'm talking about, um, I talk about nation building for a reason, because if economics is the base and businesses um, is, is, is economically sound, right? Then we go into um, the political round and we are um, um, financing and funding campaigns and having partnerships and, and, and uh, leadership is directly associated with our communities and they have to acquiesce to our communities. I'm going to get to this police in the question because police is up there in, the, in, the, in, in, in this house I'm talking about. So if we have the, our economics in place, we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing, like the Jewish community, then these politicians and these, these lawmakers and these legislators are now acquiesced or adhering to and having to adhere to us. And guess what happens when you get to that third level in terms of um, um, judges and police force, et cetera, they have to answer to somebody. Who do they have to answer to? We want them to have to answer to people who have to answer to us. So the reason that they're not going to police, not going to go down to Wall Street, throw people up against the wall, speak to them disrespectfully, punch a little girl in the mouth. They're not going to do these things because they know their job is in jeopardy and their bosses, bosses uh, have to answer to somebody and those people they have to answer to are the Europeans or the Jewish people or whoever run those communities, right? So again, our second class citizenship is largely associated to economics. You know, so we I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to answer that question by saying I just need white people to treat me right. They're never going to treat me right. It's not going to happen unless I empower myself, unless we empower our nation, then they're going to have to look at us differently. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, that, that's that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I want to move on, and um, I want I want to talk quick quickly some 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 politics and some of that was mentioned there. And and Captain Bodie, please lead us off in this. So let's talk about voting. That was mentioned earlier. Let's talk about voting. Um, and hopefully all y'all are registered to vote. I just recently did an interview with um, 
by Kendra Robinson, Black Girls Vote. Um, it's an excellent interview. She's the founder and CEO. So let's talk about voting. Do you feel Black people should look for a different way to be represented in the government? And, and Captain Bodie, would you please? Um, so do you feel Black people? No, I think if we utilize the system, because the system that we have is the system that we have. I think if we utilize the system that we can give ourselves more power, all these people came out to um, elect President Obama, but they didn't come out afterwards to, to elect all of the other people that he really needed to work with him. So now you come out for, and we get stuck to me, sometimes we get stuck too much on personality. So you come just like with Dr. King. It shouldn't have just been about Dr. King. There should have been a system in place, a process in place so that God forbid Dr. King left here, whatever we needed to do to make things better for ourselves, if that system was in place, then the next person should have just been able to come right behind, pick it up and keep on moving. So, I, I, you know, that's a little part of it too. But I think you have to come out for, for all the primaries. You can't just come out for the big, one big presidential. You have to come out for all of, all of the other stuff. And President Obama, so many things that he wanted to do, it was not able to, to happen because he still had to deal with all those Republicans and what their whole thing was, he just gonna be here one for you know for one term, which it didn't come out to be that. But imagine if he had had more of the Congress and the House and everybody else, people that like-minded people, so much more stuff would have been done. And then just like that brother just said that in terms of people respond to who they know, if you know that, if you speak to me a certain way, I'm not going out like that, then you're going to treat me accordingly. Mm -hmm. If you know you can treat me like any, however you want to, and it's okay, that's what you're going to do. Example, when I was uh, um, working as, well, I had retired from a job. I'm up at the school, right? So I'm a teacher's assistant. I'm doing, um, I do, before the classes started, they told me to give people, make copies. So now I'm in the copy room. People come in there, give me 10 copies. I'd be like, oh, good morning, how are you? What's going on? So forth and so on. <laughs> but you see, they didn't want to see me because one, I didn't look like them. And they're assuming because I'm there making copies, who am I? I'm a retired New York City Department of Correction captain whose pension is probably more than what you're making up in this bad boy anyway. But you still didn't give me the respect because you didn't know that, but that's fine. I want you to know that if you did not speak to me, when you came back, your little 10 copy, your little paper was still sitting up there. And by the time I looked up, everybody would say, oh, good morning, Miss Darnell. And if you, you need 10 copies, you better behavior modification. That's a little bit of what we're talking about, some behavior modification. Oh, goodness. Thank so, yeah, you. Thank but you really, we have to, we, we just got the action. The action thing is it. You got to get out there and you got to vote. All the young people that was protesting last night, like I said earlier, I hope they went and voted. Right. Some of, the youth, get... some of these stars out here was supposed to be helping people to vote, and they wasn't even registered themselves. Come on. <laughs> so, so Dawi, before you before you jump in real quick, I wanted to see. So, some uh, one of our viewers says uh, law enforcement needs to play their correct role of enforcement and not judge and executioner. Good, good, good point. Mm, Go ahead, Dawi. Right. That's true. 
Okay, you say I can go now? Yes, yes, go. Okay, okay so, uh, so, so, Captain, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still calling you Captain because I can see you still move like that. <laughs> hey, hey, Captain Dono, right? So, so actually, the story you just told was a small analogy of what I'm saying. So the printer, you control the printer, you control the power base. So therefore, once you had the power base, the people had to acquiesce. And basically, they didn't, they didn't I'm saying, have to if they didn't want to, but they wasn't going to get no copies. Right. They, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. They didn't have to. But you're right. They didn't have to. But what I'm saying is so what and I'm always going to go back to nation building. And it's not this this hard concept. Hold on. I just. Yeah. My, my phone is low, so I'm going to have to plug up in a second. But it's not this foreign concept. So what I'm saying is so I actually I'm in a group right now. And uh, the group formed because we have a lot of um, a lot of influencers in the city, and we have hundreds of thousands of followers collectively. So that is how we got into the political game. Is it's cool. Votes are needed, right? Votes are absolutely needed. I know that, right? Cool. But when that person gets in office and they sit at their at their desk, and it's day one and day thirty, how does day thirty look? They have to look at their to do list, right? And their action items. Absolutely so the right things that's going to be, huh? Say that again. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. So the things that's going to be on that list uh, are, 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 are a bunch of agendas, right? And guess whose agendas are going to have to be um, dealt with first? And that's going to be the people who put them in office, put that money behind them and, uh, and, and, and handle the things. Now, sure, the voters or, oh, cool, I like these little black people. They, they always are nice and whatever. They voted for me. Cool. But... Um, they're not going to necessarily have the same pressure to make certain decisions and make certain moves and make certain power moves like they will have uh, for the people to put hundreds of thousands of dollars up or sometimes millions of dollars behind them um, to get them in office. And, 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 and those are the people, again, that they acquiesce to. So I'm talking about um, um, actually having power voting. All right, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But we've been voting for a long time. Um, I'm talking about Group economics, putting our money together, a bunch of business owners, and we already moving like this. On we already moving like this um, to put ourselves in a, a power in, in, in this position um, for for the next cycle. Um, let's put our money together. We're all business um, entrepreneurs, right? Let's start putting our money together and really get behind these guys. Really finance their campaigns. Really push them. That way, when they get in office, and I don't want to keep using the word acquiesce because I don't want to put a negative connotation to it, but but I'm just saying, I'm talking about priority. I'm talking about the way politics, like you said, we got to understand politics. It's the system that we have, right, um, Captain? It's the system that we have. So we just have to understand the system that we have. And even if we got to play it the way they have played it for the longest, but they have financed um, their, their politicians. They have uh, pushed the uh, power pieces on the chessboard and we keep crying for somebody to treat us nice. Mm. I, yeah, I don't but know. So you're not supposed to beg. You're supposed to go in there, know what you want, set your goals, and then it is the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. So I'm not asking you for anything. When I, I know what it is I need for my community, I know what needs to happen, whatever the case might be, know how to play that game. If you got to go in there and play the game, then you play the game to win. You play the game so that when you step in there with authority, when you step in there knowing what you want, when you step in there and you're not intimidated, that's how we're going to be successful. Brother that's, Mary, a of, that's a big part of it. 
I see, I see you thinking. I, I know you too well, Brother Merrick. I see you thinking. There's so much to say. Um, in terms of the in terms of the political thing, one of the things in my travels and working in community, I've realized is that people have a very low knowledge about civics, right? So um just in terms of how the government works the three branches of government the the whole um uh school schoolhouse why i'm only a bill is it's a foreign it's foreign to a lot of our people so what really needs to happen is we get we do need to uh, launch a major education effort in our community through the vectors of education so that looks like um not traditional places like the radio uh videos uh one-on-one conversations with people, uh, just basic civic education for people. Because, for instance, right, when I used to do work in Annapolis, a lot of people didn't know that most of the legislators met at night. So, and they would have hearings during the day when what people are working. So guess what? They got to sneak a lot of stuff by Marylanders because everybody was working while they were passing and 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 having discussions about all these laws and then at night when they're voting on the laws most of us are either tied down for the night or about to eat and go to sleep so it's so important that we know the civic process so that we can engage the civic process Mm. facts 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 um let's talk about we talked a lot about economics um and i think that is is very important um, my, my, my parents, my mother instilled in me the, the importance of, of money. And I didn't necessarily listen to it all the time. I think I'm just getting the hang of it now, uh, to be quite honest. Um, what do you think we can do to strengthen, um, again, some of our, our weaker links when it comes to the ec- uh, economic gain, um, again, based on your experiences, right? How can we, as a people, collectively, um, Kind of pull together those that are, are, are weak in some other areas. Again, I mentioned Dawi's Grow Program. Some of the things that, that gravitated me to the Grow Program and to Dawi was the fact that, again, some of the things that your program teaches, it doesn't necessarily, we, we don't learn that. We didn't learn that in, in high school. We didn't learn that any place else when it comes to a budget. Again, I was fortunate enough, my parents, my mother, she would try to show me that stuff. But in terms of, you know, from that perspective, it didn't happen. So how do we strengthen our weakest links? Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll go to the, Brother Merrick. You, I want to start with you first, and then I'll go to, um, to Mark. Well, some of the things that we've been doing, I've been partnering with a ministry called Elements of Hope. And so we do check-ins um, every week or every two weeks with gender-diverse men here in Baltimore City. And so what's happening is that gender diverse people around the nation are doing the same thing. So having conversations online, meeting people where they are, if it starts out as a little small Facebook group where you have, where you talk about these things and wealth building, these are things that need to happen. I'm into what we used to call back in the day, each one teacher. So even if that means that I'm watching a game with my mans and them, and we're talking about investments and somebody that knows about stocks. You don't have to give me a whole lesson, but you can at least lead the way and then we can segue that to another conversation. A lot of people don't understand. Another thing that's very important is networking. Learning how to build relationships that build other opportunities, right? 
And networking is a skill that needs to be taught. So sometimes when we're in those meetings with the brothers, we will talk about how to network, how to link up with people. And those calls actually, or those Zoomings end up being networking calls. So these are some of the things that's actually happening on the ground in Baltimore to help people learn about civics and finances and things of that nature. Okay. And, and by the way, for those that don't know, strong relationships is element number two when it comes to living a rich life. So just, just to put that out there. Mark, to you, what do you, what do you think we could do this to strengthen um, you know, the weakest link when it comes to the economy gain? The weakest link is public schools, public schools and private schools, because mm -hmm. you're teaching the same thing. If you're, if you continuously, thousand years later, or however long school has been in session, if you're still teaching the same thing that you were teaching five years ago, twenty years ago, a hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, you're not changing the narrative. And if you're not willing to change the narrative, then there's, there's never going to be change. You got to change the narrative. So in, in, in public school, what we fought for was black equality. I don't want to learn about the history of Caucasian people. I want to I want to learn the history of African-Americans. I want to learn what African-Americans, what they did, what they invented, what they what they oh god i can't think of the word but you know where i'm going with this written black people ever black people african americans that's that's a divided name just like whites and caucasian um let's let's be real if it wasn't for black folks this country wouldn't be where it's today Right on. I, I, I believe that in so many so many ways. And when Thank you, talk, you. About, when you um, talk about the education, I think that it, it, that's good and all, but when it comes to education, what we learn, if it didn't, if you didn't, in your household, certain things, if you had a solid foundation there, what you learn. But I go back to, and I had a conversation with Dawi not too long ago, and I, and I want you to, to, to follow up too, Dawi, on this question before I go to the captain. We were great people. We are great people. And we were, there's so much more to us other than slavery. Okay. Right. We were kings and queens. We was building right. things. You know, I can get into it. We was minding our damn business. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I think your points when it comes to education are all valid. Those are all valid. So we, we got networking. We got education. Dawi, go ahead and give us something. Uh, in, in terms of... Yeah. yeah, give me the question once more. In, in terms of how do we strengthen um, our weakest link in the communities? That and the weakest link being? Uh, the weakest link being in the, when it comes to economy. Yeah, economics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think education is a, is a good point. I, I personally um, process that a little different than, uh, than may have been presented or, or, or may like um, mass or corporate thought maybe. So when I think of education, I don't think about a schoolhouse. I don't think about the stuff that's taught in that school because I know exactly who created the concept of school that we currently have. I know exactly what that, what that board um, structured it for and they carried it out very well. So I don't even think about that at all. I think about my curriculum and curriculums like it. 
um, that empowers people. Um, I, I'm creating something, uh, a program with uh, Be Me, and uh, I'm sorry, with Numa. Um, it's called Redefining the American Dream. So that's power to me uh, because the American dream is an American nightmare. So uh, I don't want to go too far off track, but you're talking about um, weakening. Uh, you're talking about strengthening our weakest link, with, which is a, uh, economics. And I believe it's education. And um, what was the other point that was made? Yeah, I think yeah. Brother America made yeah. networking. Yeah. So, yeah. So, of course, networking. Um, and so networking to me, the way I process that is what I keep talking about when I say um, nation building. Um, so nation building is you got a business. I got a business. Uh, 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 the captain has a business. Um, and, and we're all in our silos uh, trying to push um, the, the, the movement forward in our own little ways. But how do we collectively come together and get much more done? Uh, so, um, yeah, I would say education, but from a standpoint of truly understanding finances and how it works. And I wish I could talk y'all to death about how I teach that, but it's actually on my page. Um, you can see how I teach that redefining the American dream um, networking. The way I see that, though, is networking in the sense of nation building us starting to come together as a collective. Because that trillion dollars that gets spent, that's more than most nations can spend, more than most countries can spend. That trillion dollars that we spend makes everybody rich but us. So we essentially finance our own oppression. If we turn that trillion dollars inward and support our own businesses and group fund and create our own uh, banks or, 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 or funding pools, um, we can give ourselves our own land, loans, um, buy up our own land, start our own businesses. Uh, so that is the way, actually, what I did was I took the two pr principles that was put out there by the brothers, um, networking, and I, I talk about networking from a nation building standpoint and economics and uh, education, but more from a standpoint of um, understanding finance, truly understanding money and how to make it work for us. Okay. Captain, Captain Bowie, yes. please. Tell I think us. that everything that all the guys said is on point. So you've got education, definitely. Your networking, your nation building, but you also need exposure. Sure, sure. You need sure. exposure. Yes. And 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 what happens with that? Well, I'm going back a bit, it's been a while. To say, like when I worked with the NAACP Youth Council, I lived in Long Beach. I don't care where I live, I've always I want to go on the side with the best location is the side where the white folks are at. So now, but I take my children, let's go over here. Let's go because what they do is they put us in pockets. Like in Long Beach, every, on the other side of the, of the track, everybody was right here. They built this little dinky little car. And then what do we do? We stay right there in that pocket. So I would take, I took them young people. I'm like, look, we going to that million dollar park that they built. I'm in the integrating. We did so many things. We went places and did things. A lot of the kids had never even left out of Long Beach. Let's get on the train and go to New York City. Let's get my children, my grands now, they have been exposed to so much stuff because when you're exposed and you know that there is a different lifestyle, there is a, there's a quality lifestyle that's out there. There are jobs. There are, even like with, 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 um, with my two youngest ones, they went to Saturday morning classes at Hostel for the computer. I told everybody, I said, let me tell you something. These white folks, they do a space camp and they do a computer class. Oh, I ain't got no money, but you go to the OTV every single day. So <laughs> exposure, exposure. And when you have that education and then you networking, 
all, all of those things are gonna come really together. Also, sometimes some people are not ready to receive a gift when you're ready to give it to them. So I don't know, y'all y'all have to tell me like how you would how you deal with that. I know I've sat down with several, excuse me, different people. Let me say that, let me help you with your budget, blah, 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 so forth and so on. But if you're not ready, I can help you with your budget. But then you don't, if you don't follow it, then you'll still keep yourself in debt or whatever the case might be. So that's the piece too. When we're giving out all this good stuff, then the other side also has to be ready to receive it. And sometimes the weakest link is only the weakest link because they just don't know or they haven't been exposed. And if they can really get that one-on-one -on -one or whatever the case might be, you'd be like, oh, excuse me. Now, now the teacher turned into the one being taught from the one that was the student. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. You, you yeah, I wanna, yeah. Dawe, you want to add something? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna speak to the captain. I was gonna say that you're absolutely right. There's gonna be a lot of people who are just not ready to digest the information and move forward. Um, but but we just got to um, build with like minds first. Um, we build with like minds first, and that's why we create these groups and we create group economics and uh, we start nation building with like minds. And um, hopefully later on, the movement well, grows. So you take the like. So you, so your thought is like minds, and then from there, reach out to those that you know a little you know standoffish, and kind of in, integrate them into the process. That's, that's what I'm hearing. That, um, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, but you just got to start. You just, just have to start moving. And I mean, I literally have, have been doing this in my life and just on a small level and, uh, you know, hopefully continues to grow. But um, but yeah, I mean, I got family members who who refuse um, this information man. Um, and it just is what it is. You, you know, you love them, whether it's your family or whether it's uh, distant members of the tribe. And uh, you just get with like-minded individuals, and you just keep pushing forward. So um, we're gonna we're gonna stay on track here, uh, Brother Merrick. What do you believe is the root of racism? We talked about a lot of solutions, but what do you think is the root of racism? Um, I think it is the persistent lie that black people aren't human beings. The other, the what else is tied to that is the the superhuman uh, lie of white people. White people think a lot of the, what undergirds white supremacy is this idea that they are superhuman. I mean, in fact, they've painted God in their image. And so what that has done is that has set up um, 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 a system of dehumanization here in, in America that has at least lasted 401 years. And until we uproot this idea that we are not human beings, I mean, in every facet of American life, this plays out. When we look at religion, um, we look at uh, theology created by various Christian churches that co-sign on the slavery of Black people based on the curse of Ham and then, you know, interpreting the Bible all different types of ways to um, justify our, uh, to justify their murder and martin rape. Um, of black people. And so until we root that out, and I believe that this dehumanization again is rooted in bad theology. And even if people are not involved in the theology, it's still planted in their heads because this is the society that we live in. Until that idea is up, 
firmly uprooted and discarded, we we always gonna be here until that idea is uprooted and discarded. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on uh, what do you believe is the root of racism? The fear of the unknown. I can't, I can't say it any more straight to the straightforward than that. Fear of the unknown. I don't Captain, know you, so I fear you. Captain, your thoughts? The root of racism. Uh, you know something? I actually wrote down on this piece of paper and and um, Merrick kind of expanded on it more. We have to go back to slavery and the perspective that the white people told themselves. Mm. <laughs> That's, you know, he's, <laughs> what now did they tell themselves? A big uh, fat lie. And now so, we close us out on that question. What is the root of racism? Uh, uh, had, they had some quick one-liners, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, 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 it's, um, and I'm, I'm going to try to be as succinct as possible because I don't want to <laughs> go talk till tomorrow, right? Because it's definitely not a um, one-liner, even though- Oh, go ahead though, and talk. <laughs> yeah. You be but, saying that and you just be talking, so that's all so, talking. Right, because I'm going to talk y'all to death anyway. So no, let's go. We talking to tomorrow. <laughs> all right. But no, so here's the thing. Uh, I've been traveling. I've been traveling the world and it changed my life. I would never be the same again, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for, so I grew up here and um, all I understood was this country, second-class citizenship was just shaped in my brain. It wasn't, I didn't even know I thought I was a second class citizen. Um, I, 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 study, um, I study slavery. I study, um, we talk about George Washington Carver. We talk about these different things. No, 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 no. That's where we need to go. And I don't want to get too passionate, but I probably will. So I told my friends, I don't have kids, but when they, they're educating their kids, Black History Month, they want to talk about slavery. They want to talk about um, how we overcame and we created peanut butter and all that. That ain't going to get it. That ain't going to get it. We, had, we need to have knowledge of the actual world, how the world was shaped. We need to have a knowledge of um, uh, the, the first rulers of the world. We need to be extremely knowledgeable about that. We need to, we need to be knowledgeable about when the shift of power happened and how it happened mm -hmm. then you'll start understanding religion then you'll start understanding how it got shaped who shaped it then you'll understand the science that ultimately became racism mm -hmm. without that we have no knowledge of nothing mm -hmm. so that is the root of racism racism is economics racism is, is all about power um and and white people are actually um, the most affected by racism. Just the fact that they call themselves white or we call them white, they're not. That is, that is a part of um, the indoctrination and the social engineering of training our thoughts, yeah. right? So there's, there's a, a lot of books that, um, that, 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 that come to mind when I'm thinking about anyone who may wanna start educating themselves. Start at the beginning. Um, there's a good book. That, that it talks about economics, but again, economics is all about racism. So uh, how Europe underdeveloped Africa, if you wanna have better understandings of the beginning, how things got shaped, right? Um, you'll, you'll start understanding the relationship between the European and the African a little bit better. 
uh, and just put things into context. Again, we're talking about this 400 years. We keep saying, well, these 400 years, man, these 400 years. We ruled Europe for 700 years. <laughs> you understand? We developed Europe. We ruled Europe for 700 years. They got three more years to catch up in terms of uh, having power over us, in terms of the power we had over them, right? And the Moorish castles are still standing until Catholicism went to war with us um, and, kicked the, and kicked those Africans um, um, out of the country. But obviously our rule goes way back before we even started developing Europe. But we have to understand these things, man. If not, we're not going to really understand religion, the religion they gave us. We're not going to understand none of that stuff. We're going to believe everything that was taught to us. And once you start getting knowledgeable, once you start rolling with me and rolling with my program or something like that, you probably go and cry first because I cried for a lot of years because I realized everything I thought I knew, everything is a lie, literally. Religion, race, everything. All that stuff. Yeah. That's, that, that's the one thing I love always talking with that way. He's, he's, he's always, he's passionate. Very passionate. So, so let's, let's, let's talk about going back to recent events here, right? Um, and and the way you mentioned, because you didn't really look at the video footage of, of George Floyd. No. I, I guess first, who, who has seen that footage? Uh, you saw it? Captain. Yeah, and you know something? That was the first time that I saw. I listened to Gail King in the morning. This is the first time I saw her get visibly upset. It was Floyd, and it was also that uh, that white lady talking about uh, I'm being attacked by the black man, the bird watcher. Yeah, and she was so she was so upset. She said she told Tony she was like, you know what? She said as the daughter of a black man and the mother of a black man she was like this is i mean she literally just told me you're you're do the segment she just she that's how that's how cool she got i mean it was just you know you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired because how many times all of this stuff is going to keep on happening 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 and still happening make sense? So, the one thing i will say about these recent events which were just awful and horrific is that folks that normally to me don't really uh, i like gail king um i you know there's folks that should have probably used their platform used their voice a lot sooner um and whether they had that video or not so again i'm not knocking anyone but i think folks are now taking the time to use their platform i, I told my producer i said this week we're going to do a little something different on living a rich life I want to have these uncomfortable conversations. And then hopefully, again, folks watching, folks listening, this is live now, but it's going to be recorded. They're trying to take that and, and grow from it because, uh, I mean, it's, it's a time folks have had enough. Just recently here, in which, you know, my, my cousin and everyone else hit me up. They know I'm here. Um, Uzo Bay, that, that whole incident um, in which the kid had the same... Not the same outfit, but the same damn thing. He had a T-shirt, some shorts on, and some sneakers. And, it, you know, that was a very unfortunate event. And given the, the time we were in, he, he probably could have just sat those folks because, again, it was no different. The only difference was it was a white family and it was a black. He wasn't looking for any sympathy. He just wanted to question, what's the difference? And um, I, I, applaud, I applaud that lady. So, again, okay, quality right. and, and, and all that good stuff. It's... At the end of the day, it's human race. Go ahead, Dawi. I need to interject for a second. Rich, you know I got to go because I got to jump on my live. Yes. 
I'm on my way to Zeke's. I got to leave here now. Right. So before you go, um, okay, we're going to keep the conversation going so you can tune in. But what I would like for you to do is um, just close out, let folks know how they could follow you. Um, okay. I can tell you uh, the captain would be very interested in your program. She'd probably be engaged if she was in, uh, in Virginia, like, but I, <laughs> just from a connection, that would be that be a good look. So just tell folks how they can follow you and, and find you and hear more about the program. Oh, perfect, perfect. First off, I want to thank you again for um, having me on, Rich. I love the platform. Uh, salute to Mark, salute to Merrick, um, salute to the captain. <laughs> um, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. it. Yes, thank you. It's fun, man. I love these discussions. Um, we need to have them more. Um, my program is called the GROW program. GROW is an acronym for getting ready for obstacles in the world. And that's what we do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my uh, social media page is at the GROW program, Baltimore. So that's the T-H-E, GROW, G-R-O-W, program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M uh, <laughs> in Baltimore. I don't know. I can't spell well, but <laughs> at the Grow Program Baltimore is the Instagram page. When you go to the page, you'll see videos of how we program here in the office. If, if you look back here, you see all these uh, tennis shoes and stuff like that. These are incentives. Uh, we teach from a standpoint of um, teaching them life skills, um, character building, teaching them budgeting, saving, nice. all of that type of stuff. Um, all my kids can tell you about credit scores. They can tell no, you about, you know, right. things. And we right. monetize like So right now I got Cash App Classroom going on. So virtually I'm okay. here in the office. We Uber Eats lunch to everybody. And then kids learn this information. And when they answer questions, we Cash App them cash. Um, that's just one of the many programs we have going on, man, that we do here. Um, but yeah, so anybody that's interested in what we do, again, my Instagram page is the grow program baltimore um and you can um you can follow us there and follow up dm me holler at me leave me a message tell me uh, what you dude. think about it i'm here i'm out here man i'm about to go jump on my uh i do industry yeah. talk live every uh wednesday uh me and azikwe we're also promoters in the city we do a lot of um big events so you know i gotta go do that now okay. well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you go okay. and I, I, wanted, I was gonna Bye. wait um but for those that don't know, which this panel, I think none of y'all know, um, my mother will prop that. So the captain is my mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably not surprised why I was so fascinated by your program, Dawi, like all those things my mother attempted to, uh, to teach us. And it took me a little longer to get it, but we did attempt. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. All right, yes, so and yeah, good meeting you. Huh? Yes, I, I enjoyed you. You're gonna keep yeah, the very good. You keep on much success. Always what you're doing. We need, we need it. Support me. So. Hey, we're gonna keep it going. Thanks. All right, peace, y'all. All right. Thank you. All righty, and then there were three. Uh, <laughs> three musketeers, so to speak. So let's 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 keep it going. We got a few more minutes to to, to talk about some things. So again, we, let's talk about politics and things coming up because <clears throat> i'll assume again everyone uh, on on this uh panel is, is excuse me is, is going to vote and has voted do you what what do you think of the current administration um and how i guess how how the current administration is doing uh, let's start with you mark <laughs> <laughs> now Merrick, you last 
You you talking about Jack Lantern or Baltimore? Say it again. You talking about Jackie Lantern or, or Baltimore? <laughs> Jack Lantern. Who Jack Lantern? That's forty five. That's what yeah. you call forty five. Jack Lantern. <laughs> I love it. I call him forty five. Lost your volume. Mark, we lost your volume. Oh no! <laughs> Man, it's always. I don't even know how to get it back. Yeah, I got you. I can hear you. We can hear you. You can hear me now. Yes. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <that's> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do not say damn business. We number five. Look, Halloween will be here. You must. Um. Truth told, I think stuck with him. I think he's gonna find a way to been there for another few years. Now, that individual that's current mayor Baltimore, a joke. Um, <laughs> I can't say what I like to see my thoughts about him because Rich, you know, I deal with the homeless community. And what he did, City Hall did. The Baltimore government to the hospital. Diligently enough, they shut a, shut a homeless shelf down and bust them up and dipped them out in the, in the county and said, good luck. Do I vote? Nope. Will I ever vote? Nope. And that's my God-given right. Why? You want me to vote for you. But you don't do nothing to veterans that need help. You don't do nothing for mental illness. And you do nothing for the homeless and, and less fortunate community. So why should I vote for you? Why? I ain't voting for none of them. You could always write in, you can always write in who you want. That's an option. Do what? I've done it. I said, you can always write who you want. That's the option. Because my thing is this. I'm a taxpayer in the corporation called the United States of America. I have shares in here. And so if I don't vote, I don't get to tell them how my money is spent. Now, granted, my vote is just one vote. But at least I, but at least I exercise the franchise because my money is tied up in the system. Even people who don't pay income tax or whatever, they still pay sales tax. All of that is determined by the legislature. And the truth of the matter is this criminal enterprise um, in uh, Washington, D.C. is there because white people solidified and voted him in, particularly white women. So it behooves us to vote as a block. Am I, uh, am I 100%, 1,000% on Biden's team? That wasn't my guy. I'm a Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren type of person. But at the end of the day, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. But at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, um, my thing is voting is just one way we have a voice. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But it, it's important to, to exercise the franchise. In one election, I think I voted in the Grinch or something because I didn't like who they had put up. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds like America, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch. The Grinch wasn't even on the ballot. 
Yep. But that's why it's a writing. Right, right, yep. right. Let's be a part of the system. So um, we talked about, so you mentioned something very key there, Marx. So we talk about mental health, right? And sometimes police don't really know how to deal when it comes to uh, mental health. So on top of that, you're black and you have a mental health problem. Um, what, what advice for people who have a difficulty time processing, you know, processing things in, in terms of uh, dealing with the police? What, what advice would you, would you give? Watch this. There's a cop that just walked out of jail from a shooting he was involved with. I think it was 10 years ago. If I'm wrong, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. Kashamba all over right? the news. That was the first shooting he was involved. That was the second one. So it came to shoot two people to finally get convicted of a crime. That's crazy. Number one, that's real. Mental illness, mental illness falls in so many different categories. Why do a lot of your veterans? wind up homeless because they don't get the mental the mental illness help that they so desperately need when they come home from quote unquote war scenarios when the, when these when these cops when these firefighters are going on these calls that are police involved shootings firefighters that you know you had a structure fire and you had casualties, whether in your house or civilians, you're not getting no type of mental health um, um, counseling. So what's going on up here, that thing called rain? Nuts and bolts starting to come loose. And just like just like society, we've, we've all seen the news. The country is officially open. In the last two weeks, there's been five um, um, shootings. Theoretically, there's been six, but didn't classify Fells Point last Saturday, a week ago this past Saturday, as a mass shooting when five people got shot. But, and, 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 so we, as a panel, will classify that as a mass shooting. So in the last two weeks, there's been at least six mass shootings around the country. Mm -hmm. You know what? The country is back open. Gas is going up. Things are starting to open up. Society's coming out as a whole. And shootings are right back where we left. Yeah. So, um, so what what I'd like to do for the last few minutes is kind of kind of go red go around red robin and, and see if there's anything on your mind that you you know you would like to say just in terms of now again I want to like to use this platform allow you to to speak your voice um, share your thoughts as it pertains to to race whether there's a solution next steps because that's really what I'm looking for what are the next steps in terms of what we can do. Um, this is one of my next steps in which using my platform, and, and I do want to take the time to, to thank you to, to do my show, to, to, to run it like I want to, and um, it's been pretty successful for the last 
um, going on, uh, say a year, I'm almost at a year, matter of fact. I, I think you've been up on a year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and I've had congratulations. Some... Thank you, thank you very much. So, what we'll do is we'll start. Um, we'll start. Let's let's start with you, Mark. Um, just in terms of your final thoughts and next steps as we talk about race equality, and um, you know, we'll look forward to doing these sessions again. No, so I'm gonna sell myself. And I also, uh, want, I also want you to talk about just again your, your foundation as as we close out. Exactly, I'm gonna sell myself. Look, <laughs> how 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 can we all come together as, as one? Come out to, to our charities, feed the homeless events, yeah. feed the homeless charity events in D.C. and Baltimore. As of uh, July 25th, we officially start Philadelphia. Um, D.C., we're at Franklin Square Park. Um, Baltimore, we're in Fellpoint. Philadelphia, we're in, um, we're at Love Park. Um, we also do peace rallies. Um, every time Erica Bridgeford does her weekend, um, of, of no shooting, you know what I'm talking about, Rich? Yes. yes. Um, I, I can't think of, of the, of the exact title of her weekend event. But we try to do our peace weekends, um, our 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 peace, pro peaceful protests or whatever. Um, no, peace rally, not a protest. It's it's a peace rally. Um, and and we also want to start doing. We've done them a couple times, not officially, but we've done them a couple times. But we want to start doing um, cleanup details within your waterways. Um, whether it's in Baltimore or, or it's out in counties, it don't matter. Where the trash in the water, that's, that's hurting the environment. And we want to do our part to assist with cleaning that up. Um, not just here in Baltimore and D.C. and um, in Philadelphia, uh, back home in, in Chicago, you know, down south. Wherever we choose to do an event, that's what we want to do as a whole for anything and everything. Um, but we were talking this past Sunday at our Fiona's event. Um, if you didn't know, uh, uh, oh God, I can't even think of the lodges. Lodge number six, lodge number eight. I don't know the exact name of them, but the, the Mason community, um, they've been, they've been, they've been out there helping us for, I think Michael said, I think Michael said three years now. If not, we're going on three years. Um, Shout out to the uh, brother Marcus Hill. Um, he's he's been a a, a a a very huge contributing factor to the Skyline Foundation and our success. Um, but me and Michael talked this this past Sunday, and yes, we're having a, a feed homeless charity event. But how can we turn this into also a networking and social gathering? Um, and, and, and Rich, you know, we've, we've talked all, all throughout bits and pieces of throughout the show of, of network, bringing people together. Um, that's, that's how you change the, 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 the mindset of people. The more you see different cultures and different races and different sexes and different creeds, um, um, congregating as one, that's where you're gonna get changed. 
Okay. And, and, and Rich, you know, we, we, we've been doing this for what, like almost two years now. We're doing a, a networking and social gatherings. Yeah, we do them at, at one different location, but I want to start doing them at multiple lo- locations. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so thank you, Mark, for that. Um, Merrick, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Right, My so, phone is doing some shows. Okay. Um, so tell us. My last, my last point would be, I believe in the concept of human revolution, that an internal change in a single individual can bring about a change in a family, a community, a nation, and thusly the world. And so with that, I believe that each one of us has to wake up to our human nature, and that human nature is good, and it is correct. And we need to understand that. And once we build on our innate goodness, then we can pass that on to others. But it's up to each one of us to become enlightened to the true nature of ourselves. That's why I always love talking to you. <laughs> human, human revolu- revolution. <laughs> not, not black, not white, human. That's, that's, that's powerful. That's right. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to participate. And I'm very, very pleased with all of you young people. Y'all just doing what you're doing, but it's really very well needed. And I applaud you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, again, that that now you know where I get my good looks from. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for introducing us to your mother. That was awesome. Thank you, Miss Donnell. Oh, thank you, dear. Thank you. I didn't know oh, that was really, his mom. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I was going to say until the end, but I said, "Let me get that out the way." Why? Like I. So now you know where where I get it from. You know where I get it from. Uh, but I want to wash my mouth. Huh? I'm glad I washed my mouth. Yeah, thank you. I'd be fussing at my oldest son with that language. Yeah. Thank you. So I want I want to thank y'all for joining. I want to thank you for your insight. Um, again conversation uncomfortable conversation um I, I thought it was it was it was pretty comfortable for me hopefully i made it comfortable for you i made the questions really specific and what i want to make sure the message that i got out there um and, and I, I will say that i am very pleased that the, the the quorum that was presented here today the insight that was provided but then again that's why i have you in my circle we do not talk all the time um and, and with the exception of my mother um, Merrick, I want to thank you specifically for joining. Um, I know thank we've you. tried to touch base for, for some time here and mm-hmm. there to catch up versus me seeing you out randomly. <laughs> and I figure this is definitely this. When I, again, I always enjoy talking to you. Um, oh, Mark, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and Mark, you're, you're always uh, great to be around. I, I will say that. <laughs> you've always been supportive. Hello, Thank you for contributing to a good time with good people at at, at Sangria Patio Bar on my birthday. (laughs) I appreciate that, bro. I love you. You're very very welcome. And then I will close it out to to my mother who who has raised me from from day one, who has instilled many things in me um, in which I did not take heed to. However, now I am truly living a rich life because of my mother um, and my, my principles come. And again, I remember talking to her and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. And um, she says, well, you, you need to make sure you live in that in order there for you, you to do it. 
I, I focus on good health. I'm, I'm working and I have a lot of strong relationships and I'm still working on even getting stronger relationships. Um, financial freedom, I will say, I, I got a couple of zeros in my account now. I think uh, I, I don't owe anybody any more money, especially my family. Um, and uh, I'm all about goals and achievement and um, I'm working on a few other things. This show is part of a goal that I put forth. And um, again, again, Mark, I thank you for getting me started with that. Um, extraordinary experiences, Sangria Farm Patio, um, just celebrating <laughs> each other um, and, and getting out. Merrick, next function, I'm getting you out. Okay, <laughs> let me know. And then, when is the next uh, function, Rich? Yes, I, I know, I know. And then finally, <laughs> um, once you get a solid representation in all those areas, be sure to give back. Um, and that comes with networking, it comes with education, um, and, and that comes with just treating people with uh, equal efforts, right? And again, that goes back to the racism um, that's happening out here. But one thing I say to folks that I know I care about that support me and I support, um, I don't have to worry about that. So I, I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I, I want you to stay safe, stay blessed, and uh, keep living a rich life. That will conclude our show. I am your host. Nice job, Rich. Well, thank you. You're going to, say, you're going to call me later. I'm still recording. <laughs> um, Very nice. My, my producer is telling me I need to wrap up, so I want to thank you all again. Thank you for uh, those that are watching. Thanks for those that tuned in. I am your host, Rich James. This was Living a Rich Life, um, Uncomfortable Conversations. Again, take care of yourself, and um, I'll see you next week. Until then, take care. Bye, guys. Enjoy, Joe. Me too. Take care, y'all. Okay, y'all be safe. Merrick, I got you. Mark, I already got you.